Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast and joining us to talk about the two Texans draft picks out of Alabama, John Mechie and Christian Harris, is Travis Ryer, who covers Alabama for Bama Online and the Talking Tide podcast. And in a busy summer, we really appreciate you coming on with us, Travis. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Always good to talk uh, football of any kind this time of year. Start uh, You start having the withdrawals a little bit, right? Yeah. And you know what? Having you on, I, I went into my archives and tried to grab something that I think you might appreciate. My first Alabama game was when I was nine years old. This is the program. Oh, wow. 1981 Cotton Bowl. It's Paul Bear Bryant for Alabama going up against Mike Singletary's Baylor team. Uh, was there with my dad when I was nine years old. So it goes back about 41 years for me now with Alabama and get, getting uh, them crossing paths with me down here in Houston. Yeah, Singletary went on to quite the career, didn't he? Uh, in the NFL, of course, with the Chicago Bears. Um, that was a highly anticipated matchup, as I recall. I think Alabama ended up winning that game rather handily. And then I believe the following year returned to Dallas and took on Texas in the Cotton Bowl. And that wasn't as a uh, memorable of a result for that Alabama team, maybe. Yeah, Baylor got a safety in the game that I was at. My dad was a Baylor grad. My, I had an aunt and uncle. Was Abercrombie the running back for Baylor? Uh, gosh, they had a good team, as I yeah. recall. Yeah, but it was pretty much a whitewash, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was It was a no contest. And uh, it was a great trip, though. It was like the f- first time sure. we'd gone up to the Cotton Bowl, and and that was a lot of fun. Uh, l- let's get to the, the current Bama guys down here in Houston, and I'll start off by asking about John Mechie the third, who tore his ACL in the SEC title game, as most people know. And before that, caught 96 catches, 1,142 yards, and eight touchdowns for Alabama. The Texans traded the 68th, 108th, and 124th picks to move up 24 spots in the draft and grab him. And Travis, I know you've seen your share of talent at Bama over the years. What can you tell us about Mechie and his development? Very productive over his final two seasons, as you know, over 150 catches between 2020 and 2021, uh, over 2,000 receiving yards. And that's impressive when you consider the guys he was working alongside of. 2020s paired with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. Uh, that was a hell of a trio. And then this past season, Jamison Williams comes in from Ohio State and just has a huge season of his own. But you know, John was a volume guy, I guess, especially in 2021. Uh, he was the guy that in certain situations you figured Bryce Young was going to look to in this most recent season, especially on extended plays. They seem to have a chemistry that worked well together in those situations, but an excellent route runner, a technician in a lot of ways. Maybe the thing I like about John the most is that he is tough. He plays with a physical edge. Um, I know there's Brandon Cooks there in Houston, so you've got a speed guy at one position, a couple of guys with the speed. John runs well enough when healthy, uh, but as a number two type, maybe more of a Z than an X at the next level, easy to see him having a very productive career. You like the tangibles. Obviously, the injury wasn't ideal, but again, intangibly toughness. He played through an ankle situation in 2021 in 2020 that probably doesn't get talked about enough um 
and then was very, very productive in 2021 before the unfortunate injury against Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yeah, a lot of excitement here with the Texans because you get somebody that they didn't have last year for Davis Mills, which is an outlet at the slot wide receiver, if he's healthy and ready to go. And that's, you know, what they think he can do. Are there weaknesses? Uh, Did you see anything there that should concern Texans fans? Not really. You know, I think there'll be questions about how dynamic he is in terms of you know, beating one-on-one coverage and, and making defenses pay that look to do that with him. Uh, I think he can. Uh, there's just going to be as much as anything questions about where he's at coming off the injury. But again, I like the intangible so much with John that I don't worry about that in terms of what he's putting into rehab. And then the psychological aspect coming off an injury like that, that you see a lot of guys experience the uncertainty, maybe not the confidence, uh, you know, in the cutting ability and the route running because of that type of injury. I, I think John's the type that gets through that pretty quickly. And as soon as he's good to go, absolutely. Uh, whether it's in the slot, whether it's, you know, more of a Z, um, he's a guy that, that you can depend on. Uh, third downs, I think he's going to be very good. Um, and again, he's going to play with a physical edge that sort of belies his measurables. I mean, he's six foot, around 190 pounds, so he's not a little guy. Um, but he will bring that aspect to that rotation as well. Personally, his background, very unique. Born in Taiwan, mom is Taiwanese, dad is from Nigeria, family moved to Ghana, then Canada, then he ends up playing high school ball in Maryland. Uh, what else do you know about him as a person? What, how was he thought of? Anything else that you can give us? No, I think that, you know, in his time at Alabama, you never heard really anything negative in, in relation to John. So when you talk about those red flags or potential boxes that you have to check as a draft prospect, other than the injury, I think the Texans probably were very happy with the discovery process where he's concerned. So uh, by all accounts, um, a good teammate, a pleasurable guy to deal with from a media perspective. I think he is one of those guys. If you're the Texans, you want to try to get him out in front of your fan base as much as you possibly can. And as you outlined, just an incredible story, sort of his path to uh, American college football and, you know, sort of going to the prep school route in some ways there at, at petty school and, Uh, look like he might be headed to Penn State or maybe Maryland, one of those programs up that way, but he lands at Alabama. Yeah, Brandon Cooks said already with uh, the the Texans on reaction to him, he said, quote, that kid's special. You can just tell it. You know, when you talk with someone, you just get that feel about a guy, the way he goes about his business. And Travis Cook said he loved Mechie's attention to details. Yeah, that goes back to the sort of technician that I talked about earlier when it comes to route running um, and the things that you do see on extended plays. Those don't just happen by circumstance or just by happenstance. Uh, Those are things that he's willing to put the time in with a guy like Davis Mills. Mills probably not going to be as much of an off-platform thrower as Bryce Young was at Alabama, but... In those instances when you have to improvise, and that's sort of the bittersweet nature of his injury. You know, it was on a extended play where Bryce Young's going to make something happen with his legs. You know, John, I believe, was trying to 
abbreviate his route so he could sort of either improvise and work himself open or provide some blocking for young on the play. And it's just a non-contact situation, but no, he definitely takes it very seriously. Uh, He's a fun guy to deal with, but don't mistake that for sort of a lackadaisical or lack of focus where his primary responsibilities are concerned. He, he gets the job done and he takes it very seriously. Let's move over to Christian Harris and the Texans trade up five spots in the third round to draft Linebacker Christian Harris, another time that they trade up for an Alabama guy, and Levy Smith hugs Nick Casario when they did that. And just for some background on Christian Harris, Bama starter uh, for that 2020 championship, 79 tackles each of the last two seasons, 10 total sacks the last two years. What can we expect from him, Travis? A guy whose best football is still in front of him. You know, He came to Alabama in 2019 more as a defensive back who was looking to make the switch or the adjustment to not just linebacker, but inside linebacker. So uh, predominantly a weak side guy, they had worked him at the mic. So he does have some background there. If eventually that's what the Texans need from him. In other words, he can run the show in terms of making calls and checks. Uh, I think he would be okay with that. They had Henry Toa Toa, Alabama did come in from Tennessee. So that was probably a role that Christian was going to handle in 2021, if not for Toa Toa's uh, transfer. Uh, He is a guy, again, that is still learning in a lot of ways. 2019, he comes in as a true freshman with very limited experience, if any, at linebacker. You have a couple of injuries to Dylan Moses and Josh McMillan leading up to that season. Next thing you know, Christian Harris is in the starting lineup and really an every-down guy at inside linebacker in a lot of ways to go along with Shane Lee that season. Then, you know, you saw in 2020, he continued to improve. Thought he really was playing his best football at the very end of his Alabama career. In the national championship game loss to Georgia, he had four tackles for loss, three sacks, forced to fumble. So statistically, anyway, you could say that Christian Harris went out with his very best performance. I was looking at what NFL.com's Lance Zerline wrote about his weaknesses. He said his instincts and field vision were a little suspect and he could be exploited in the passing game, which is kind of interesting because you mentioned secondary in high school. He played safety in high school, so you would think uh, the passing game would be something that he would be comfortable with. Do you think that's a fair criticism? What did you see? That doesn't surprise me, again, given that he's still evolving at the position. You know, he is still... Uh, learning. So there were times where whether it was instinctually or maybe things happening a little fast for him, given his lack of experience at that position, we can talk about playing corner and covering people, different deal in terms of what you're keen on and what you have to deal with post-snap too at that position where pass coverage responsibilities are concerned. So I think that was still a learning curve that he was dealing with. He did make some plays. Uh, He had the interception against Notre Dame in the college football playoff semifinal during the 2020 season where Michael Mayer considered to be one of the very best tight end prospects for this next, I believe, draft cycle. He he undercut him, made a pick of Ian Book in that game. So there have been flashes of that. He can do it. Um, I think he can be an every down guy. If you want to play him at the Mac and the dime, you know, as the lone inside linebacker, he's done some of that at Alabama. So 
the potential is there. I, I think the the Texans for where they got him, you know, is great value um, because I, the, yes, I, I can see where they might expect him to be a significant contributor from day one. Um, but I think he's also in a spot where he'll probably have a little bit of time to continue to develop, which, you know, a lot of guys like Christian Harris come into a program like Alabama as a true freshman, they redshirt. They don't even see the field, you know, and he played as a starter his first year really as a full-time linebacker at Alabama at the SEC level. Took some lumps. I think he was better for that in some ways, but no doubt he still has some some ceiling to reach there. So many good linebackers have come in through come through Alabama. You, you've seen some different guys. Where, where, where does he rank as far as talent goes and maybe physical potential of of uh, all the guys that you've seen? Wow, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think when you talk about translating towards the NFL, C.J. Mosley of all those guys might have been the best because C.J. You, you talk instinctually. Uh, understanding how to play in coverage. That's something CJ had from really day one at Alabama, let alone in the NFL. So, you know, I would say that's pretty much where it starts. I know Rolando McClain was a top 10 pick in 2010 and, you know, really had the potential to be a great Reuben Foster, some of the same issues. So uh, it's been a little bit of a, of an up and down situation. Dante Hightower has been a very versatile player uh, at the NFL level. Um, Rashawn Evans after by the Titans early that didn't exactly pan out you know I think Christian probably for where he's at again in terms of his development went about where he should have gone in the draft in terms of what he can be uh, I think he can play himself into more of that first second round guy and uh, the skill sets there for today's NFL you know he can run he can play in space um, he can become a better cover backer. Uh, it's just going to take a little more time. And I, I think the Texans understand that. From what I read, sounds like he's got a great work ethic from his mom. She earned three degrees in five years while holding a full-time job and told her kids, now you have to do it. And that's what uh, Christian took from that because Texans vet Christian Kirksey said, Harris is quiet, doesn't say much, but said he's a sponge. He picks up things fast. And Travis, I read that Christian stayed late so often at Bama that his coaches joked that they'd have to give him his own office. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of had to, again, when you go back and consider the situation he was thrust into um, with those injuries in 2019. Um, but there's no doubt. I, he, he's like Mechie in a lot of ways, I would say. Um, and to get on the field and not just get on the field, but stay on the field at a place like Alabama, you have to be willing to put in the work because every day the competition on the practice field is unlike any you'll find in all of college football. So, you know, it was an opportunity that he was provided with early. Um, you know, Alabama for a year or two maybe didn't have the the recruiting at the inside linebacker position that they had grown accustomed to. They have since picked that back up in the last couple of years. But even without that, uh, in some situations, I, I thought Christian constantly worked uh, to get better at his craft. And again, I thought by the end of the 2021 season, you know, you were starting to see a guy, if he had come back for 2022, easily could have played himself into the first round. One non-Texans question on a, on a Bama guy, because I got to shoot his games in high school and that's Jalen Hurts. And 
you know, we're going to see him. The Texans are going to see him this year with the Eagles uh, at quarterback. What did you think of of Jalen when he was there? There and 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 how was he thought of by the the Bama fans and and, and all the people that uh, you know were were behind him? Jalen had this feeling of a pro from day one in terms of how he went about his business. Maybe not so much in terms of polish, throwing the football, things like that, but how he conducted himself and the poise and the calmness that he displayed and really every aspect. Think about it. This guy, and he was also, I think, just turned 17. That's what people forget about with Jalen Hurts. People think about Jalen and Tua, and they fail to realize that Tua is actually older than Jalen, and he came in a year after Jalen. So Jalen was an especially young player when he got to Alabama and took him about a quarter of that 2016, I guess it was, season opener to take over as the starter. And, you know, just a a really good teammate, a very, very talented individual. Uh, You talk about work ethic and commitment to being great. That's Jalen. I know the Alabama fan base was sad to see him move on to Oklahoma, but Tua was not going to be denied at that point, and especially with the weapons they had accumulated around the quarterback position. But I think in the eyes of the Alabama fan base, typically when a guy leaves, well, he's gone. There, There's not sort of a sentimentality there or a love or an appreciation that lingers or a rooting interest in that individual at their next stop. That was absolutely the case with Jalen. Uh, There's not an Alabama fan I'm aware of that didn't want to see him do well in Norman, and he did that. And so, um, you know, I think it's an all's well that ends well situation. And, you know, I think Alabama fans are still excited about Jalen, especially with, you know, the reunion between himself and Devontae there in Philadelphia. And, you know, hope he really continues to to stick in there and, and be the guy for the Eagles. I've got a cousin here in Houston that's a big Alabama fan because he went to school there and he also tailgates at Texans games. So there's Bama fans here for sure. If we have any Texans fans who want to keep up with you guys, where where can they find your work? Well, we're easy to find. We're at BamaOnline.com. We're part of the 247sports.com network. So whether you go to BamaOnline.com or Alabama.247sports.com, you're going to catch up with us. And, and we have a premium message board, the roundtable, that we spend a lot of time on if you're an Alabama fan or fan of college football, football in general, sports in general. I think uh, pop culture a lot of times you're going to find there on the roundtable. You can catch me on Twitter at Travis Ryer, T-R-A-V-I-S-R-E-I-E-R. I also am involved with the Bama Online Podcast, which you can find anywhere you consume pods, Talking Tide podcast, and uh, Second Helping, which is more of an SEC-centric pod. So plenty going on, plenty of places you can catch me and catch us at Bama Online. Yeah, and if there's anything that I missed about Metro Harris that you want to ask Travis Find him on Twitter. Ask him some questions. Uh, I'm sure he would love to hear from you. And uh, just can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for taking the time right in the middle of uh, the summer season. You're you're sort of on vacation, as I just found out as we started talking. And I really appreciate (laughs) you coming on the show, Travis. Yeah, I kind of got the shining effect behind me with the miniature hallway. But, you know, vacation (laughs) condos, they kind of are their own deal. But I appreciate it, Robert. And uh, look forward to 
to catching more of your stuff down the road as well. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.